When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating more than 118 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Every actor is different, but for legendary Ferrari director Michael Mann, they all have something in common. My number one job is to communicate with an actor and in the modality that he understands his, his language. And they don't, there aren't schools in acting. Al Pacino has the Al Pacino school of acting, and De Niro is a completely different process, and Adam Driver has a different process. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talk to Michael Mann about his latest film, the Oscar contender Ferrari. Also on this episode, the roundtable is back, and we catch up on the holidays before previewing this Sunday's Golden Globe Awards. Happy 2024, everyone. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Why, to all acquaintances be forgot... What? <laughs> I don't what? even know what that means. I All never understood it. Be right, but what does that mean? It's Happy New Year. Where's the, where's the, where's the, yeah, that's uh, old lang syne. What does old yeah. lang syne mean? I didn't know. I didn't know what that name of that even that song was. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Come on, let's bring the we energy up. We are starting up. coherently happy today. Happy New yeah. Year. Twenty 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 four. Everybody, <laughs> look alive. It's going to be a year my, my favorite thing from new year's was that it was one two three one two three on 1231 you know i couldn't figure that out for the longest time i saw people posting that oh, and yeah. I, I didn't get so, it and you're it playing like, a lot of uh, sia that day although it only works here in the u.s right because overseas it's 31 right. 12 yeah, yeah. I, so they didn't get I it i was like oh that's really lame. so jazz didn't understand the joke yeah, exactly. no, i did get it but i was like what but no can we just talk about the earthquake that just like really shook totally slept through it it depends where you live because mm-hmm. you know I did not feel a thing. Did I not, did not either. Nothing. Where was it based? I only heard about it on Twitter. I think it was sorry X. I think it's way out by uh, the peninsula, right by uh, okay. Palos Verdes. Yeah. So yeah. So if you're like in the valley, forget about it. You're not. Yeah. That was too far Fine. away. Fine. Two, two, two and a half years in uh, LA. I still have only experienced one earthquake. Don't since say that. Here. Stop. And it. I was in the office. Clayton, stop. <laughs> I'm trying not to. You're going to put stuff out into the ether. I know. Hmm. Uh, everyone had a good break. No. Uh, I'm no. so happy to be back. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what I was expecting. No, I'm not going to lie. It was freezing where I was. I hate going away for the holidays. I wanted to be here for Dead Week where the traffic is light and it's sunny and I got roped to going home. Can we talk about it? Second. took 
18 minutes to get to work today. Amazing. I mean, that's I heaven. was I thought my, I thought I put in the wrong address <laughs> in my GPS. I was like, wait, yeah, does it think I'm going back home? Wait, you still have the GPS? To... I well, I weighs it because it gives me it yeah, traffic. Okay. Yeah. Every day yeah. it'll be. Different. I know how to get yeah. to work. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what the traffic is like as I get to no, work. No, but that's an LA thing, right? Yeah. Like you just put GPS in, even if you know where you're going, because just in case there's like a faster way of getting there. Oh, yeah. there's only one way of me getting into the. I've tried. Uh, many different ways and there's literally just yeah. one jetpack yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, where like, are my jetpacks it is 2024 I was I promised know. a jetpack by, by now by 2024 by 2025 right yeah. that's, that's when we get the jetpack too, man showed us a lot of things that we're supposed to be having and we do not have it lied. them yeah. well there's a lot of movies that said by 2024 it'd be a desolate landscape wasteland so oh, um, we're getting there yeah, don't worry yeah. we're getting there um, <laughs> give it a few more years but yeah, LAUSD out this week, so enjoy oh. the, uh, the the free traffic For while it lasts. no reason. No reason. I hate that my kids don't have school. Like, it is – they're never in school. Why are like, they I, out this week? I didn't know that. They've been out since uh, December 18th? They're never going back. Sorry. Yeah. Bad Never news. going back. Like, it's just – it's crazy. They're just never in school. Are Three week break. now? That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to Palm Springs with me, so they're excited about that. Ah. I'll bring nice. them with me. Really? Kids are excited about Palm Springs? They like love Palm Springs, but we've never been there before, so it was the first time that they went. So it's this is still new to all They're of us. Excited to We're like California, it's like warm all the time. Yeah. California. Look at this desert. Um so uh over break, uh I caught up on some things, including I saw American fiction. <gasps> oh and so good. Isn't it Brilliant. so fantastic? Oh. Yeah. Like, dare I say, the best thing Jeffrey Wright has ever done, and he did Angels in America. Mm. And I love Angels yeah. in America. I think I think it's – I was talking about this with someone. Weirdly, I think he's the only best actor contender in The Hunt this year that doesn't cry in his movie. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, and I, I just think it was like a little bit. And I was like – Does Giamatti he, cry? Yes, at the end. That's such in an interesting – No, at the end when he – Piece of know, trivia. When, it's on Peacock. When he's, pa- when he's, pa- seen it. When he's packing his truck. When he leaves, oh, he, when he's saying bye to Dominic yeah. Sessa, he said, "You got this," and he tears up. Does Bradley? Yeah. I was going to say, Brad, does Bradley Maestro? I mean, Bradley yes, Cooper. he screams into a pillow. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah he, he's, he cries a lot. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you loved American Fiction? Yeah, so that was Sterling K. Man. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling oh, K. Brown. Oh my gosh, Brown. He's so good. Precious I mean, cargo, that man. So good. <laughs> We've always loved Sterling, and he brings it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, Jeffrey Wright was so good in this and yeah, just lived up to it. Also, um, started watching the new season of True Detective. <gasps> Me too. Mm. I and mean, it is. I'm enjoying They said, they said, I, I've heard someone said yeah. what I needed to hear the best since season one. Yeah. And oh, I by got, far. And I got excited. By and far. it is, it is disturbing. Oh, really? There are some real creepy visuals when you get Ooh. into it. Uh, and it seems to be veering into outright supernatural territory, not just like hinting, you know, the way oh. people said the first season, you know, oh, this could be a supernatural element. Like, feels like it's actually going for X Files. There. there is some of it. I mean, it's, no, I wouldn't say that <laughs> far, but yes. <laughs> but it, I mean, it takes place in uh, the, the Arctic Circle, way up in Alaska. Where I spent Christmas. And you can <laughs> feel it. Uh, were you watching this while you were? biopic. That might have been part of it. I was so cold. And I didn't, you know, I booked my flight home and I didn't, no, no, sorry. I booked my flight to Oregon and I didn't book my flight home because I was going to see how long I could make it. The minute I landed in Oregon, I got on my phone and I booked my flight back to L.A. <laughs> I was not messing around. It's the cold that gets into your bones. Like you literally can't warm up. No, thank you. Mm-mm. No, so thank Jodie Foster's amazing. She's great. And so they're, they're both great, honestly. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it's a, it's a great cast. It's a great story. Uh, yeah, it, it just uh, it, it needed a refresher, and it got it. Yep. So kind of like how Fargo was back this season, uh, True Detective is back as well. So some, some of our Wait, old Imagine favorites. when you take some time to write a show and think about it, you can actually make it good again. Yeah. What yeah. a concept. Love. Well, the filmmaker of – wait, uh, this is the first True Detective to have a – Subtitle, right? What's right. It called? Night Country. Night Country. Yeah. Uh, she's a really fascinating filmmaker. <laughs> I thought it was uh, North Country. I thought it was Charlize Theron. That's why Francis I like <laughs> <laughs> um, So, what about the rest of you? What did, uh, did you catch up on? Anything? Um, I I rewatched a lot of movies because I uh, do every year my if I had an Oscar ballot because uh, voting's about to open. So I rewatch still. Because I never, I didn't watch it in one sitting the first time I saw it, the Michael Still? J. Fox movie. Oh yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, Michael J. Fox doc. Um, very, very delightful. Yeah, just yeah. like such such a good movie. Um, I always feel like the Doc Branch like shuts out the obvious front runner. Though. Yeah, yeah. That's but there's so a, but there's a lot of front runners this year. So I think uh, there's no like obvious front runner. Well, they so shut I, out the Yogi Berra movie off the shortlist, yeah. which shocked me. Well, it didn't shock me because that's what they do. Yeah, this is what they do. Um, uh. I rewatched Beyond Utopia, mm. which is Ooh. very, very timely. Uh, another documentary that everyone should catch up with. And then I rewatched Blackberry. Oh, Blackberry's oh, wow. so good. Did you and watch the good. long version? No, I okay. didn't watch the limited series yet. But I will say, hot take, I think Glenn Howerton's lead in that movie. And it's a little category fraud. Oh, oh. I don't know. I think I think he's very – it's a two-hander. I like. I, I was really I think like, he's just so powerful. He comes in and like takes over the scenes. But yeah. I don't know that – He's necessarily the lead. I'd have to watch it. Again. Yeah, it, yeah, but it's it's so good. But the, yeah, there was some of it. And I uh, let Jessica. I watched her for the first time watch Origin and oh. saw her turn into a puddle yeah. of water. And it was uh, really good to watch that happen. I like I, to make her cry sometimes. I love what we do. <laughs> how we do that because I did that with Jen. I made her watch the holdovers, and so it was my second time, her first time. And I well, just... my dog enjoys watching. <laughs> <laughs> but by the Again. end, she was weeping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I gave Holdovers a rewatch, which, and you know, I love the Holdovers. But when the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to get so many nominations, but I don't know if it can win anything. Mm. And now I'm like, this thing could win everything. What a, what a, what a holiday <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, and just because I know, I also rewatched The Iron Claw. Which mm-hmm. I which I vowed to never watch. I don't again. know if I could. Yeah. yeah, brave on you. And and that because Jessica hadn't watched it and still cried just like it was the first time I saw it. Zac Efron in that movie, man, so good. He's just I just I think I may have told this story before. I interviewed Zac Efron for the Paperboy in Toronto one mm-hmm. time, and we were at a restaurant, and these two really like tough looking biker dudes in like leather came over to say, "Oh, you know, we have tickets to your movie tonight. We're big fans." Going on and on about how much they love High School Musical, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, do you have daughters?" And they look at me and they're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> nope, I mentioned man. this to Zac at a Q and A the other night, and he's like, "That happens more often than you'd expect. Yeah. People love High School Musical." And I- and he's like the latest of like that teen craze of our youth, uh, you know, like the Kristen Stewart's, Robert Pattinson's that we thought were just one thing. And then they come out and they're like people then get catch on and they're like, wait, they're actually really good actors. If we give them. He's always so, and been he's, good. Oh, and he's always yeah, been good. And yeah. now people are like, oh, wait, look at this. I, I mean, look, Paperboy is a train wreck, <laughs> yeah. but it's not his fault. And no. he actually like he absolves himself. He's of, great in that in film. That, yeah. Yes. Better than like. Different Oscar winners who were in that movie mm-hmm. that don't salvage themselves. Yeah. When uh, you say Paperboy, of course, I only think of oh one no. thing. Uh, <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry. Yep. Yeah. Paperboy. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, no, I include Jeremy Allen White was great, and to that, I start. I I was telling Mike this morning I was rewatching The Bear season two, and that show just was so good. Yeah, that's, Which that's is also comedy, kind of a holiday way. watch. Uh, the, th- the Thanksgiving yes. episode in particular. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so. Let's talk about the calendar because so we're, we are we are heading straight into the shit. Yeah. So I think the good place to start is one thing that took off before we all left for break was the Oscar shortlist uh, in 10 categories where Barbie had the most mentions, not in the most categories, but had the most mentions with five, three songs, which only two can get nominated. And then it got in for sound, which – Shocked a lot of people got him for score, which I think it needed that hump over, but missed makeup. Makeup. That's and so today, crazy. well, at the time of recording, mm. it got in for hair and makeup. The Guild. In the Guild. Oh, is that Moi? Moi's. 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 And same with Guardians of the Galaxy, which missed the shortlist the as well. Shortlist for makeup. And it got four nominations at the moires what is there any theory as to why barbie missed hair and makeup um by my like assessment of looking through history they really love prosthetics they usually go big on prosthetics and barbie doesn't have a lot of i think this really just highlights a need that i'm seeing i think it's time to separate hair and makeup I just think we're talking about two different things. I'm looking to jazz. I know. No, I, I kind expert. of agree with yeah. you because it's like. It doesn't make sense to me as a layperson why they aren't. You can't have. Those are two different skills. Yes. <laughs> like the hairstylist, the person that does the wig or whatever. Say Oppenheimer, right? So like. There's that... wigs in Oppenheimer? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's News to me. <laughs> but like, it's just, you, you've got to separate them. Because yeah. like Kazuhiro's prosthetic makeup in Maestro is brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then, but, but you can't put that but, on the same level with the hair. That's I'm not saying that the hair in Maestro is bad. No, it's it's just like what takes front and different. center is the makeup. Yeah. They're just different yeah. skill sets. So that thing that was the... Strange the, to me. It's like lumping together like screenplay and sound. Yeah. <laughs> like like they are just two different disciplines. Yeah. Like if they put production and, co- and costume together, it would also be like that's people stupid. Riot. They're yeah. not the same thing. Uh, the Color Purple missed a few things. Got two songs into the song shortlist. Uh, but Color Purple... <laughs> Is it's one of those that happens every year that you told me got zero nods, I believe you. But you told me we've got ten. I'd also I think believe it's going to overperform on nominations day. You think so? Yeah, yeah I think. do. You think the Taraji? I think Taraji um, uh, headlines in the last like two <laughs> weeks have really like put that movie. I don't know, man. Supporting actress is a bloodbath this year. I know it we is. say things like that every year, but like some people who should be in there, some people we are confident are going to be in there are not getting in just just because of math. Yeah. The math is yeah. math, <laughs> simple math. math. Um and I love our our blog as we all cough and probably yeah. are. Yeah, what's diseased. going on? Here? We're all diseased. <laughs> Mike's cough. Um, I know. The, the more I think about it, the more I need to cough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I also love, we always get our obligatory, we didn't know that movie was in the running uh, mention, and that was a makeup and hair asylum this year from The Last Voyage of Demeter. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yes. That was so random. The Corey Hawkins vampire movie from Corey the summer. Corey Hawkins is in it? Yeah. Look at now Corey I Hawkins. I have actually seen it. In multiple like, <laughs> A movie called Finest Kind or Finest the Hour. Finest, oh, yeah. yeah. With Tommy yeah, yeah. Jones. Yeah, I didn't know that was Brian Hegeland. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Like now, I got to watch it. But no, that it. was a random thing. If you're talking about hair and mm-hmm. makeup, and but I do want to note something that you said uh, before. We said the holdovers 
uh, initially feeling like I felt like that early in the season, like you feel like it's a ton of nominations, wins nothing, and as time has gone on, it picked up a lot of steam. I think most prominent was holdover showing up in score because mm. everyone, and I mean everyone, top to bottom, studio included, thought the holdovers was ineligible for score. <laughs> And then wow, we found out the it. last second it was. Wow. And then at that point, Mark Horton, who very great composer, but not like a John Williams who just gets in because your yeah. name's John Williams, made the short list. Love and I that. think that is the signal. People, everyone needs everyone needs to start like paying attention. Holdovers, sneaky, sneaky best picture I wrote, just wrote a yeah. piece that won't be coming out for two weeks, so it'll probably get changed a lot mm-hmm. by then. But it's like it's the movie that nobody dislikes. Which is a Most really good place like, to be. True. Yeah, look, the, you know, Argo is the example that yeah. keeps springing to mind for whatever reason or spotlight. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a movie that's not the most loved. It's the movie that's the most liked. Although the, the people who love it love, love it. it. Yeah, and it's, and it's a good holiday movie. And then that actually brings now to what's coming ahead: Golden Globes weekend. Uh, oh, that's I, this weekend. I, I think Jesus. right. And and Emmy Creative Arts weekend and, and Emmy Creative Arts <laughs> and whatever else for twenty twenty two. I'm uh, confused. I know, right? <laughs> Let, uh, starting with Globes, it looks like it's gonna be a Barbenheimer night. I mean, it'd be yeah. like it just seems like it's going that way. Barbie would win comedy, and Oppenheimer would win drama. However, they both have two alternatives, and I think that would be Killers of the Flower Moon could take drama, and Poor Things could win comedy, and that would make it very, very interesting. Worst Holder is nominated comedy. In comedy. Also, mm-hmm. um, comedy's a – that is where a, the riches this, are. This, I'm yeah. telling you, this year for comedy and – And American fiction. And American fiction. And air. And May, December. Yeah. <laughs> all, like all of them are on that side. Wow. Uh, so I, I think it looks like it could be a Barbenheimer night. But I think we have to pay attention to lead actor comedy between Jeffrey Wright and Paul Giamatti because that gets Paul. I think I think it's Paul too. I I really do. And I and we were talking about this before. We've long been assuming like Bradley Cooper nine nominations. Like you know you're gonna add maybe two, three, maybe four more this year. How do you not give it to him? But I don't know. It feels like the feeling. The feeling (laughs) in the ether. I think Paul Giamatti's about to He's do it. Sneak in. I think he might be about to do it. I don't even. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's fair to say sneak. I think like. He's, well, I mean, sneak in and win yeah. it. Also, yeah. 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 so on the comedy side. Uh, comedy, but I think that's going to propel him to Oscar. Yeah. To Oscar. To Oscar. I, I like. I really think he might end up doing it because because I think uh, I, I was interviewing him recently, and I told him I named a disease after him. There's Paul Giamatti disease in ho- Hollywood. Willem Dafoe has it too. You make it look so damn easy. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. don't – like they take that for granted. They're like, oh, that's just you with a lazy eye and the holdovers. And they're not like how hard that role is and what he does, the one-line zingers, the, the ending scene that makes oh, you yeah. cry. He is – The line delivery of the year, I won't give it away like, even he, I think everyone's seen it. He's, he's incredible yeah. in that movie and I think – like listen, we're so tw- overdue. Well, Twenty years should after Sideways, yeah. should have been nominated for Sideways. Should have won for Cinderella Man. Frankly. I agree. Yeah, yeah George Clooney kind of category frauded that year. But to your point, nobody dislikes the holdovers. Nope. I mm-hmm. think that's the key thing there. Actually, like, do you know one person? And it's sh- I don't want to out them, but. Um, Shame them. Shame. Yeah. Them. Shame. No, I mean it's a, it's a critic who's been open about not loving the movie, and but even they are like. Look, I'm not going to object if Paul Giamatti wins. Yeah. Who, who, who would do, right? Yeah. Nobody. And, and, that, and that often 
plays a lot into it. It's just kind of like, you know, listen, I'm not crazy about the movie. Like, I, I, not for nothing, I know one best picture, but everything everywhere all at once. A lot of people were like, listen, I'm not bored with this movie, but like Michelle Yeoh, man, just Kiyu Kwan, like, go ahead. That's fine. And there, no one's going to be mad about it. Giamatti and why that goes on with the holdovers, Davine, I think, is about to win supporting yeah. actress because yeah. she hasn't really – I think she's lost – Two precursors out of like twenty five this season. Yeah, but so what far. real precursors have we had? I mean, I but, only count seven yeah. at this point. I mean, I, but I, she looks. She's a current front runner right now. Sure. So if you add Davine, if you put Paul Giamatti, <laughs> depending where Barbie goes for screenplay, that can go original or adapted. <coughs> They're campaigning original, but we'll they, can, see. they can kick it over. Holdovers could win original screenplay, and that's three major I Oscars. Think it, I think it is a big contender for yep. screenplay. I think Alexander Payne is getting into director. I think he is, too. I think so. people need to stop assuming that certain people who are locks are locks. Yeah. Nope, I don't think nothing. they are. That's why it's stupid to use lock at any point before yeah. the new year. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And then we'll have SAG next week, which mm-hmm. will pretty much solidify everything that we're saying. There's going to be today. a big quote-unquote snub in director. Something. I think there's going to be subs I, everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I think because actors are bloodbath. Uh, you know, aside from Giamatti, Jeffrey Wright, Bradley Cooper, Killian Murphy's there. Uh, which, which I, I, I said this to someone recently. Like Paul Giamatti syndrome, 2004. That was also a death match. Mm-hmm. And Clint, East, Clint Eastwood popped in and was like, "I'll push everyone aside." And Giamatti missed in favor of not just Clint Eastwood, Johnny Depp for. Finding Neverland, which everyone was like, that's the dismissive one, and it ended up getting in. Killian Murphy, I, I'm not. Uh, listen, I, I right now I'm predicting him. I'm not thoroughly convinced. And I'm things, not worried about Killian. <laughs> who are you worried about? Bradley, which Ooh. is a bummer. And I did not like seeing. I know it's just Twitter. Um, I did not like seeing the way that X, formerly known as Twitter, sort of turned on him. This whole idea that like someone is a tryhard. Do you want someone to not be trying, to not be putting their no? It's it's the it's the it's the chasing the Oscar thing that always happens on Twitter every year. They did this for Leo every year leading up to the revenue. Like he's just chasing an Oscar. Well, everybody wants an Oscar. Uh, Yeah, and and they're not. And what is he doing that's different from anyone else? else. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just that the year he should have chased it was Star Is Born. Fully deserved it, and mm-hmm. you know who who chased it then was Rami Malek, and people yeah. and people yeah. dunked on him too that yeah. season. I'm hoping it's just a small subset. I'm hoping it's not like a real sentiment. Sometimes it can feel like our world, you know, yeah. this bubble. But like it's just it's just kind of mean. Like Bradley Cooper is genuinely one of the nicest, most yeah. talented, hardworking. Like you're going to make fun of someone for being earnest. Uh, upcoming uh, podcast interview. He, I, I said to him, he seems different this time around. Like. Versus Star is Born time. He looks more joyful, he more happy. He has less happy. to prove, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he seems way more comfortable. And I think that really does come off, like, in interviews. That's why I, I think it's weird that people are now saying, yeah. And yeah. again. Well, who are but these people? X. Yeah. It's exactly. X's Twitter. And it's like, yeah. you know. Get off. Get off of it. That, that's mean, one of my uh, uh, resolutions for 2024. Just off, off X. All right, right, Franklin Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) There are other social media platforms. Well, no, I made my in-laws watch it. And I wanted to know what... You made them. (laughs) Well, I was like, look, you've got to watch this. I want to get your feel of this film. Also, they're New Yorkers too. And I wanted, you know, they they love, you know, Leonard and his music. And both of them really loved that My mom really liked it. And they loved his performance. And they love Carrie. So... Carrie is amazing. So here's the thing. When you said you're worried about Bradley... (laughs) Bless you. I... 
worry if Bradley slips even like if if Bradley's not winning, this is me just doing math in my head. If Bradley slips from not winning best actor, then I'm worried about Carrie. And Getting lead nominated? Or? Yes, because lead actress also bloodbath. Blood because I mean listen, like I we everyone feels pretty okay that Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone will be there pending like Paul Giamatti level snub. But then you have Sandra Hewler, last week's guest, which was a beautiful interview, uh, Janelle Riley. Thank you. Um, who, by the way, I think could get uh, Kate Winslet switcheroo. I know. I've worried about interest. that too. Well, that's I, one thing about Coleman Domingo too. I, for Coleman Domingo purple. showing yeah. up in Color yeah. Purple if he doesn't get in for Rustin. So then you have um, so you have Sandra Hewler. You have Natalie Portman. You have Annette Benning, who, like, you know, listen, Nyad so isn't good. well, isn't isn't like critically acclaimed, but Annette Benning's Annette Benning. She's so, so right. Good. You know, and they could just turn that on for her. Uh, and then you have like Kaylee Spaney that could yep. pop through at the last second. Carrie Mulligan's there. Yeah, uh, Greta Lee, who's popped up everywhere, and I'm mm-hmm. re- I'm praying to the Greta gods could- for oh, her. So and then there's for Fantasia, the morning show, especially like, they're gonna. She's so good on the morning show, they're gonna give her an Oscar nomination for the morning. Show. <laughs> but then there you've you go. Got, like the color purple woman, Fantasia. I mean, listen, Fantasia's nominated at the Globe, which I think helps. I again, the it, it's just one of those things. Like, tell me zero, tell me ten. I yep. believe you. I got. I have to kind of see that in real time. You know what? Yeah. It, Bradley reminds me of is Jessica Chastain with Eyes of Tammy Faye, where we weren't sure she was getting nominated, Ooh. but if she got the nomination, she could win. Yeah. Like mm. if Bradley gets the nomination, and he's probably secure. By the way, I'm just speculating. It yeah. just makes me nervous. But if he gets the nomination, he can totally win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, and Jessica is a great example of something that kind of like late happens in the season. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't Jessica until Gaga missed because Gaga was the only one that landed everything. everything. And then she missed Oscar. And then everyone was like, wait, who are we about to give an Oscar to? And then Jessica Chastain won SAG. And we were like, okay, so Jessica Chastain, we can all live with that. Yeah. That's kind of like how like the industry starts to talk to itself. And no one's going to get mad that's Bradley Cooper, but no. I think the televised shows will tell us who it is. X will get mad though. Yeah. <laughs> get it's, off of X. I mean, yeah, get and off it's not, of X. And it's not re- I don't think it's really X though. I think I think like so there's bubbles and it feels yeah. loud mm-hmm. and I think that is always Look, the mistake. If Twitter couldn't destroy Green Book, it's not going to true story. very true. In Bradley very Hooper. true. Killer yeah. example by the way. Oh, I also oh, I saw The Killer for the first time over the break. Oh, is that oh, great? It's great, right? It's so Fucking much fun. phenomenal. Yeah, no, like, so, so good. good. Love the sound mentioned now that uh, at a uh, uh, with Oscar shortlist, but damn, Michael Fassbender. Yep, I've missed so you. Good. No, keep, he's great. Keep working, I man. Really like huh. Next Goal wins too. I think yeah. Fassbender's had a haven't great seen that year. yet. It's really fun. No, there were some I missed uh, that I wish I did, but like, yeah, there, there there are a few of those. And then uh, supporting actor, I think that's the last one we could talk about. Um, I don't know who's winning that. I mean, I well, I think. Go ahead. Say Are we it. talking you, Oscar? Or? Yeah, or Globe and Oscar. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Not nominated for the Globe, but someone I think is getting in is Dominic Sessa. From the holdover. I think, I, I think How he's, do you he's nominate those two actors and not nominate him? I think he's getting in SAG. He's that – even if he doesn't translate to Oscar, he has Jacob Tremblay written all over yeah. him. So I think Dominic Sessa could uh, totally get in. Because you're not going to ignore – yeah, you can't say like here's a trio of actors, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, these two are probably winning yeah. in their categories, but we're going to leave out the third yeah. tier of that. I, I think because uh, what's funny is looking ahead, I feel one thousand percent, and there no nominations are even out yet. That Ryan Gosling is going to win SAG. Globe is going to tell me if Robert Downey Jr. really has the goods to yes. to beat him because yeah. that can go either way with either of them. I think Charles Melton even slightly less so, but. There is a lot of love for him in that performance. I don't but know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't yeah. I, I'm predicting Gosling for the Globe. I just think 
Yeah, yeah, I think he's. Yeah. I still have him to win the Oscar. I might change that uh, well, over time. Well, this, when you're in this quick succession, we're going to have Globes this weekend. If Ryan Gosling wins that, he's also definitely winning Critics' Choice. And then, because I feel like he's yeah. going to, that's a large group and they go consensus. And then SAG, I, they're populists. They're, again, after people. Then you're, then that's, th- like, how do you, BAFTA would be the question mark, but maybe that would be Mark Ruffalo. Mm, or, see, Will, that's... or your Willem Dafoe prediction. Oh, come on, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> He's getting a star Will... on the Walk of Fame. I know. Is yeah. today? Uh, no, I think it's January 8th, which I can say because Paul Schrader apparently leaked it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Not only leaked it, but like uh, leaked like the location of the after party and the RSVP. Let's and, all go. And yeah. then said, and then said, sorry, I can't make it. And I'm like, Willem Dafoe is not on social media. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Did he think he was DMing Willem Dafoe? Like he, he, he's, he's dangerous on Facebook, <laughs> he's man. Um, but just, oh, quick side note, uh, Paul Schrader directing Richard Gere in a movie this year oh. called O Canada. And I'm like very excited about okay. that. Um, no, I think uh, supporting actor is a pretty wide open little monster that I can't wait to see to get, yeah, to get the answer I to. I really don't know. TV, Mike. What's happening in TV land on Globe Night? What do you think? I think it's uh, bye bye succession and then bye bye Ted Lasso. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's uh, one one more at bat for both of them. So, and that'll be a preview for uh, then the Emmys as well. You. You think the bear? I, I think Sudeikis is going to lose the Globe. I think Alan White's going to. Yeah, I think acting is different. Yeah, uh, I think for the shows, it's the traditional picks. But mm. then for acting, yeah, there, there could be some some surprises and some some nice wins. You think the succession? Any of the the succession boys win the Globe? They're going to have to duke it out over. I think Pedro yeah. is going to do it. I could see that. I Globe's could see that really too. Going for- yeah. I could see that. I definitely. Pedro. That'd be that'd be nice. I mean, it's a good world to live in. Pedro did not come to my house for Christmas, by the way, as he promised on the Award Circuit podcast last year. I need to. So uh, we need well, to. Uh, so invited me for Thanksgiving, and I don't know what happened to my invite. What is it with these good-looking guys like making pr- empty promises to <laughs> I us? Know. We need to. Uh, we need to. I'm hold very vulnerable. Them. Hold them Welcome accountable. Hold them accountable. Hold them. That that's what extra talk about. Where's our invites? Exactly. Um, All right. Well, uh, yeah. so so we got uh, Joe Coy hosting uh, Globes this weekend. We've got... How do we do? We like I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Joe Coy a lot. Yeah. I think that's a really. I think they should lean into stand up comedians and like. I wish the Oscars actually did that more and stop going for like you know like like I love Hugh Jackman but like. I don't Hugh think, Jackman was a great host. I though. thought he's great for the Tonys. Yeah. Oscars feels different. Oh. Well, different I think I think sometimes. Oscars they're smart now and sticking with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. That's yeah. you know that that's you know that he is the host. Yeah. So stop oh, trying to manufacture something different. Joe Joe Coy's good friend and ex girlfriend Chelsea Handler is hosting oh, Critics Choice Se- second year in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Who was also good last year? Listen, yeah, I, she's l- great. like everyone seems to be like getting their. Ducks in a row regarding hosts because pre uh, um, Chelsea Handler and much as I I adore Mr. Uh, Tay Diggs like I, I feel like that wasn't really the avenue for him and then we had T J Miller that one year which was <laughs> inter- talk about in- that, interesting yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about T J <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so here we go. Off to the races. Nothing's happening. And critics' choice after that. And then Emmys. And yeah. And this week, our guest, uh, very famous auteur director, Mr. Michael Mann of Ferrari. Mm-hmm. You mean of Miami Vice? Of Miami Vice, <laughs> yep. Uh, Ferrari, Penelope Cruz getting in supporting actress, just uh, saying. Very, very possible. Listen, I have said before, Ferrari, it's a movie that everyone's not really paying attention to. And I think it has fan- – 
as see that was like a man calling Janelle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Janelle's not paying attention. Yeah. Um, Ferrari, I think, is could be this year's Phantom Thread. That like or Darkest Hour that everyone thinks it's like kind of one thing, and then it's like, oh, you're in picture and director because it's made a couple of the shortlists. It yes. did, and, and it, it's really good. It's really well made. Yeah. People are surprised by it. I mean, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a racing movie, and it mm. kind of is, but. Yeah. It's really great performances. He's 80, he's 80 years old. Like, you know, people, some of those questions Has start. Has ever been nominated? Yes, Insider. Insider. For that? Don't you dare. Insider. Oh. It's his masterpiece. Oh. Are we talking about the right Insider? Yes. Al Pacino, Russell Crowe Insider? Yeah, Al Pacino yelling into a phone <gasps> on the beach and Russell Crowe. And Isn't that one of the best hottest, scenes, though? Like, no. Literally. Oh, my God. The hottest take I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he also got... Um, Nominated for producing Scorsese's The Aviator, which oh. is a very random fact. I just yeah. Michael Mann is a fantastic director, and The Insider for me was like <gasps> two hours that's, to the reveal that smoking is bad for you. That's his hottest take of twenty twenty four so far. I know right this. Here. This is uh, LiveX dot com. Uh, came in with vengeance, man. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to go and watch Silence. Um, See, uh, and indeed. Sure. On that note, let's head off to the races, and uh, we will chat all about what won and what didn't, the snubs, the surprises from the Globes, on next week's episode. Bye. Go Bye. After the break, we talk to Ferrari director Michael Mann. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Michael Schneider. Ferrari tells the story of Enzo Ferrari, played by Adam Driver, who in the summer of 1957, following the death of his son and his deteriorating marriage with his wife, Laura, played by Penelope Cruz, enters his racing team into the Mille Miglia. So what do you think? Uh, there is no ashtray. Are you a prima donna? No, but try flicking ash out of a car at 200 kilometers an hour. I'm offering you a brand new car which has the edge on Maserati. Bullshit. The Maserati is faster, and it has an ashtray. If I put in an ashtray, will you drive it in the Mille Miglia? Friday's Clayton Davis spoke to Man about the experience of making Ferrari and how working with Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz compares to his other actors from his previous movies. In addition, he reflects on this transitional time in Hollywood following the end of the strikes. Furthermore, he looks back at working with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Val Kilmer on his 1995 classic Heat and what we can expect from the upcoming sequel, which he'll start shooting in 2024. They began by discussing some of the biggest film influences on his own style. The other one that, that um, I recalled is I was, I was wandering the streets of Los Angeles <laughs> trying to figure out what I wanted to do next at about 1990, and I realized I had had rattling around in my brain two images from Last of the Mohicans, the 1936 mm-hmm. movie, which I must have seen when I was four in the basement of a neighborhood church right at the end of World War II in a 16-millimeter print or something. And all I had recalled was the radical um, haircuts of the Iroquois Mm -hmm. in conjunction with not cowboys, 
but with uniformed British military from the 1750s. That and some kind of a, a very sad, poignant corollary tragedy about a young girl who dies, which is Cora. And so those two fragments, I realized that Les Mohicans had been railing around for a long time. So I you know, went to uh, Joe Roth and Roger Burma on the 20th and said, let's go do Les Mohicans. Yeah. Great idea. And so I went and did it. It's my first Michael Mann joint that I uh, that, that introduced me to you. I was very excited about it. I should have been watching it. I was ten when I, my mom took me to the movies and thought, yeah. you know, this would be good for us, a good family outing, and it was, but not for the reasons she thought. Yeah. But um, look, looking at uh, some of the people you've worked with in your filmography, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, you mentioned uh, from Last of the Mohegans, uh, Pacino, uh, Will Smith, Tom Cruise. You know, now Adam Driver, a lot of great leading men. How does Adam Driver differ uh, from them in his preparation for Ferrari? I would add Robert De Niro to that list. Oh, yeah. And Val Kilmer. He's a, he's a good up and comer. And, yeah. yeah. uh, and he differs in a way, not at all. I mean, mm. everybody, first of all, all actors, they're not from a particular school of acting. And mm-hmm. as a director, I might. My number one uh, job is to communicate with an actor and in the modality that he understands yeah. his his language, and um, and they don't there aren't schools in acting. Al Pacino has the Al Pacino school of yeah. acting, and De Niro is a completely different process, and Adam Driver has a different process. What's so they're all very different, but what is absolutely the same amongst all these. Fantastic artist that, that you talked about is is a kind of uh, a number of number of qualities. One is a very healthy artistic ego, an actor's artistic ego. They want to they want to surpass what they've done. They want to be in that moment. They want to achieve that that trans, being transported into that immediacy of that scene and the dialogue and what it feels like and. Um, and secondly, a real um, so the ego, the healthy ego to do that. Also, a uh, uh, a kind of a kind of I don't know, kind of artistic integrity um, that's there um, in in a um, in the raw ambition, but also no bullshit. I mean, they don't con themselves. They know when they're there. They know when they're not there. And it's frustrating. It's <laughs> agonizing for them sometimes. Yeah. And they will compel themselves to, you know, to reach for that moment and, 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 and get there. And, uh, and to be that way, you have to be very secure and self-confident. You know you have the potential to do it. You know you can reach that high moment. So whether it's Will Smith as, as uh, Ali, which I think is a transformational a uh, piece of work for him, and, and, and an insanely brave undertaking. Yeah. Uh, for, for Will uh, or or Al or or Bob, you know, Al is fearless. Um, you know, he will he his performance is walking on a high wire without a net. He's fearless. He um, and and Adam is. Uh, I use the word transformational. Uh, the degree of difficulty for Adam Driver to become Enzo Ferrari is huge. You know. 
And it's not just the physicality and the breathing and the walking, talking, and how he, what he looks at when he walks in a room. It's yeah. all of that, but it's also the, the um, you know, again, the psychology, the mo- you know. The, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, he he's incredible in the role, as is Penelope Cruz, and I've loved her for so long. And I feel like a lot of her performance, what I was comparing it for people when they were asking me about it, I feel like she wears it like on the bridge of her nose, like all that weight of being Ferrari's wife, it's resting on her face. And I think it's one of her most extraordinary performances. Did it take a lot for her to get there? Does she approach it the same way as you described uh, the other actors? No, she's completely different. Uh, She, she is wonderful in this. I, um, I've known her, Socially, mm-hmm. probably since uh, 2006, mm-hmm. uh, 2005. Uh, but when we were on the phone, we were on a Zoom talking, you know, talking about this. Obviously, like in the casting process, you talk to a number of you know actresses for that that role, and within the first six minutes, I know she was it. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, you know, should I say this right now? I really had this impulse. Of, no, you know, you have to be more methodical than this, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you may second-guess yourself. Yeah. I'll wait. And I wound up waiting about another 12 minutes. And I said, that was it. Yeah. You've got to come and be Lara, yeah. you know. I mean, it is so ingrained in her the the um, that – you know, she is a woman who has passionate feelings, and so is Lara. And when and Penelope intuitively comes to a decision, when Lara comes to a decision, it's total. There's no yeah. negotiation. It's just right out there, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's a very, very complex character. The, these characters, Enzo and his wife Lara, are um, complex because they're like us. Our lives are complex. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we live contradictions, and contradictions only resolve in two-hour movies. Usually, at the end of the yeah. movie, they don't resolve in our lives. And this story does resolve, but the the contradictions between these two people who are uh, attracted to each other and repelled by each other at the same time—they're bonded uh, together from their origins in Turin in the 1920s when she was La Donna Buffa, which mm-hmm. kind of means a clown. She was a vivacious kind of cabaret singer. He fell head over heels in love with her. Yeah. And then since then, they, they, uh, she pawned his wedding gift to her to help build the first car because a 10% deposit mm-hmm. couldn't buy all the components. This is yeah. 1947, yeah. right, in Fosso Italy. And um, so they have this intense, intense history. And then they're both of men struck by the grief of the death of their son, Dino, mm-hmm. a year earlier. What she's going to discover in the movie is that he's had an entirely second family in, a, in an alternate life that she didn't know anything about and most about it did. Yeah. And um, uh, so that's part of the yeah. drama behind the the iconic facade of everything Ferrari. Awesome. It's not, it's not, it's not lost upon me right now that time of recording we're talking uh sag has struck a deal hollywood is back open <laughs> evidently as of today feels good um what are your thoughts on this very difficult process that you know first was uh started with the writers back in may sag in july and now we're in november yeah. and we finally uh reached a deal it's it, do you have any thoughts on this process and the future of hollywood and how it makes movies oh. 
I, I think we're in a real, real watershed. I think it's really critical. We at Ferrari, uh, we were a, we are a completely independent film. And uh, we made a deal with SAG early on mm -hmm. and are in total solidarity and were in total solidarity with SAG and, and everything that uh, SAG wanted to get for actors. And the same with the Writers Guild and everything the writers wanted to get with the actors. And we were in an unusual situation because we're a very large production. Yeah. But the movie was truly made and is owned by the people who worked on the movie. So yeah. we really have our own movie. We weren't. And... Um, uh, I think that uh, I'm worried about the future mm. because there, these are big issues. The uh, the companies are split in ways that they haven't been before between streamers and leg legacy studios. Those interests don't sometimes align. You know, there mm. isn't a Lou Wasserman figure now. There needs to be yeah. because this isn't the end. There's a IAC coming up brewing, in the spring yeah. and the Teamsters and everything else. So, and these issues are, are um, you know, part of the, they, these issues come up every time there's a new modal, new new modality. All of a yeah. sudden, DVDs show up, you know, then home video shows up. So yeah. it always yes, precipitates I, us. I, I, I agree with that completely. I think, you know, we go through evolutions in entertainment and art, you know, happen from silent yeah. film to talkies, you know, radio killed TV, you know, a TV killed the radio, uh, evidently. Right, and TV then we got, kills movies. TV kills movies and yeah. then streamers yeah. now. So yeah. it, it, it's an evolution. I don't subscribe to the theory that, you know, cinema's dying, but we all just need to be vigilant. And I'm a big I'm a big uh, advocate for physical media. I own Thief on Criterion, and it's great, yeah. you know. And I'm like, get everything in physical form because one day they could turn it off, and then what? Cinema's not dying. What, what's I, got, yeah. what happens is it becomes everything transforms. So, mm -hmm. so the 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 uh, you're you're sitting at home in your Barca lounger only for so long until you want to see a massive presentation, yeah. and then next year's going to come to evil news doing yeah. too, mm -hmm. and everybody's going to go want to see that in the movie yeah. theater, and not going to want to see that on your, you know, seventy five inch diagonal TV. Yeah. You know? For Ferrari as well needs to be seen on the big Absolutely. screen. I mean, Ferrari. it is, it is yeah. especially the sound on that movie, like it ripples through your bones as you're as you're watching it and i get agita watching it because it's cause i feel like a car is like right uh right next to me i assume you're going to give out ferraris at the premiere and everything right you just give out free cars that comes with the territory of watching it right yeah sure. right <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to that um I, so i have a i have a question because it's come up and you talked about it heat too yeah uh people are excited uh can you tell us anything about it and are there any other potential sequels of some of your great movies? There that? is um, the Heat Two is a prequel and the sequel and is driving into the future, uh, the global future of transnational organized crime. It really moves. Uh, we, it's kind of a giant step in mm -hmm. in that direction, and um, uh, I'm. Busy writing the screenplay, so I get very respectful, very pleasant calls for Warner Brothers things, and yeah. I think we could do to help, which translates as where's the screenplay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I, I love the code in in Hollywood. Like, oh, can we help you right, like, yeah, move exactly. this along faster? So, <laughs> yeah. So it's coming along. Uh, potential shoot dates or anything just next year maybe or I, we, I, we don't know what my plan is to make it absolutely to make it next year ah, 
It's great. Any other potential uh, things you would explore after he too from your filmography? I've got a um, I've got something I very much want to do on the war in Vietnam, and I've got a science fiction project that I want to do. Oh, so. all right. I would like a collateral prequel from me to you because mm-hmm. I think I would like a good Vincent origin story of how he got to the cat. Collateral is very interesting. I love collateral it was, so much. Uh, I had done. Uh, you know, I'd done Mohicans, and then I did Heat, and then I did Insider, and then I did Ali, and they were all uh, very, very large mm-hmm. undertakings. Not not physically. The physicality of it is just a sheer adventure and pleasure. But they're, but the, they're, they're large-scale narratives, all yeah. of them. And uh, so the attraction of doing a movie— that was like the like were fractions of light inside of a, a a gem. It only takes place in twelve hours. Yeah, there's only one wardrobe change. Yeah, you know. Oh I mean, yeah. I mean, all of that was just it, the intensity of it was so attractive to me. That, yeah. uh, I always argue that arguably should be Jamie Foxx's Oscar for Collateral and not for Ray because okay. I love that movie that much. I think yeah. he's so great in that yeah, thank movie. Thank you. My final question to you is: uh, Listen, I I expect. 10 more Michael Mann movies in my lifetime. I want you to keep making movies. Uh, But this year, I think, is really highlighted by all our veteran filmmakers that we've loved so much that are all having projects this year. Scorsese, yourself, uh, Nolan, all making uh, these big, great movies and making us appreciate that we still have, we're still living in a time that Michael Mann is making movies. That's really exciting. is there something – I would say there's something in you that you're like, I want to make this that I haven't made yet. Do you feel like that's the one? Do you have that dream project that still brews? Probably the three that I mentioned. You oh, know, really? I mean, the the um, the reason for Heat 2 was because the, there's so much depth of, of – uh, there's so much depth in the, in the characters in, mm-hmm. in my uh, – in the research that had been done for the movie. I knew what – you know, I knew what De Niro's character Neil McCauley was doing. He was 11 years old when he was yeah. Foster on uh, the Foster home and wore hand-me-down clothes and and uh, and, and started turned savage. Or or uh, you know Al Pacino's character Hannah growing up in Granite City, Illinois, and not knowing what to do with his life, and winds up in Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. Yeah. And then, um, and then the one character who does not know himself, who is incomplete. Not unified, which is Christian Hurlis, the Val Kilmer character, um, that how and when he finds himself and becomes as integrated um, a player as uh, Macaulay or Hannah, you know, that, and then taking that into Southeast Asia as well as Ciudad del Este, um, Three Frontiers. All, all of these are places I visited and, and spent a lot of time exploring yeah. and developed, you know, so it, it, uh, so that's uh, that. that ex- it's truly an extension. Yeah. And uh, so that's the um, that's what I'm most excited about right now. Awesome. The the best note to end on Val Kilmer. Uh, you just like, talk about how I mean it's been a lot of adoration for him lately. Yeah. Uh, I was actually sitting here with Greta Lee uh, from Past Lives uh, recently, and she talked about how he, his performance in The Saint, a movie that a lot of people pan and hate was what inspired her to be an actress. And I think wow, he just okay. has this magic, magical power on a lot of people. And you worked with him. And I, if you could, what is your favorite memory uh, of him? My, 
exactly this, that <laughs> I could not figure out how Val Kilmer could tolerate being Val Kilmer, and I'll tell you why. Because in any scene, there's... We, you know, an actor and director do scene analysis. What is the what is the action in this scene? Meaning, mm-hmm. what is the this character? What is Christian Harlow? What does he want? Mm-hmm. And and um, sometimes it's the text. Sometimes it's in the subtext. Um, and you're only allowed to say one thing. You know, if it's with a woman and he wants to seduce, it's to seduce. Yeah. She may ask about a place, and he goes to a globe and shows her. About geography, but he's really wanted to seduce yeah. So that's the that's the action, and you find these ways to put yourself in the moment, open yourself up sensorially, and the stimuli what the other characters are doing comes mm-hmm. in, and you react spontaneously. Val would have seven or eight different reactions <laughs> yeah. and modalities, every one of which was great, mm-hmm. and I couldn't imagine being, you know. Somebody like that would have so much. He has such fantastic artistic range and depth. Um, more, more, more than it's possible to control. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I may have two or three good ideas yeah. about something, and I try to, you know, I, I punish my, beat myself up trying to figure out exactly what is the best way to do it. Yeah, I, I can't go back for the I'll, Pietro Scalias of the world that have to like edit some of that together and decide which one to use. Yeah. It's got to be a nightmare. Oh, so. my God. No, l- listen, uh, I'm honored to be sitting here with you again. Uh, mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're one of my heroes. I'm so glad we still have you making movies, make more, 10 minimum. And I would like uh, the collateral prequel. Like, I- like I- I'm doing a lot of assignments. It's going to be great, though. Great. Thank, thanks <laughs> Thank so much for your questions. Thank you. That's director Michael Mann of Ferrari, now in theaters. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zach Levin edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.